and welcome to Emmaus Footnotes. This podcast offers uncomplicated guidance for following Jesus. My name is Melissa Lester, and you can email me at melissa at EmmausCommunity.org. Thanks to those of you who have reached out with thoughts on the podcast. We hope this continues to encourage you as you follow Jesus. For more information about Emmaus Church Community, you can find us online at EmmausCommunity.org or on Instagram at Emmaus Church Community. Today, I'm happy to bring you a bonus episode. We are going to take a short break from our current season to provide a little something extra in preparation for Lent, which begins very soon. Tomorrow, actually, if you are listening on the release date of this episode. No matter when you listen to it, I hope this short episode will serve as a helpful guide during this season of Lent. So let's dive in. What we now call Lent was developed in the early centuries of the church, and though it looked a little different in various times and places, it typically involved a fast of some sort leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Today, many Protestants, Catholics, Orthodox, Christian believers give up or fast something for Lent. Common fasts include chocolate, sugar, caffeine, or meat. You've probably heard all these before, but, and it's by no means an exhaustive list. It's more common these days to hear people fast things like social media or TV. Lent begins with Ash Wednesday and continues through Easter. And just as a side note that had me confused for some number of years, Sundays are excluded from the 40-day count of Lent. So it's actually more like a 47-day fast. Anyway, there's something really powerful about embracing a fast in preparation for, for a feast. Let me unpack that for a moment. Fasting or abstaining from something does a number of things, not just for the body, but for the soul, too. Choosing to participate in a fast is an experience where we intentionally put ourselves in a position where need arises, and then that is used to remind us of our need for Jesus. It is an opportunity to lessen the flesh's hold and submit desires to Jesus. And it's a way to embrace longing with the hope of a coming feast. And in this case, the feast is Easter's celebration of the resurrection. There's so much more I could say on this topic of fasting. Okay, I'm going to say one more thing, and this may be actually the most important point so far. Jesus talks a great deal about fasting in the Gospels. And one main principle Jesus encouraged his disciples with is that fasting for fasting is that it is to be done in secret. He rebuked the Pharisees for fasting with the intent and motivation of appearing extra spiritual or somehow to be elevated in the eyes of others. And while there are biblical examples of corporate fasting in the Bible, I think Jesus is getting down to something here that is a great guide for Lent. Our fast is not about us alone. Let's not make our fast a self-improvement project, but rather let it be a recognition of the tangible need that pulls us in deeper in our relationship with Jesus. This is my primary encouragement for you today as you prepare for this upcoming Lenten season. Look at Lent as an opportunity to deepen your relationship with Jesus as you, together with him, determine what it is you will fast do so with love and relationship as the focus. I think it's easy to look at Lent like we do other goals sometimes. Can I stay off caffeine for 40 days? Can I do without chocolate until Easter? 
If I can, then I will be better for it. And all that may be true, but with Lent, austerity, lack, and simplicity become worship when the motive and the goal is love of God. Eugene Peterson said this, Christian spirituality is not a life project for becoming a better person. And I would add, neither is Lent. Let Lent be an experiential tool for focusing and deepening your relationship with Jesus. Okay, just two simple invitations before I wrap up. Number one is to choose something to fast. I think that part is pretty obvious at this point. And the second is this, as you abstain from something, embrace a spiritual discipline in its place. Let me give you an example. For the last four years, I've had a devotional that I've read throughout Lent, the same one. It's, I love it so much. And I'll put it in the show notes for you as a reference for later, but the book is called 40 Days of Decrease and is written by Dr. Alicia Bretscholi. Alicia is a brilliant author and by some miracle has become a dear mentor and friend. Anyway, one of the many things I love about the book is the way she encourages the reader to slowly read through the last half of John throughout Lent. Something about immersing ourselves in the teaching, the teachings, the miracles, and acts of Jesus draws us more fully into the agony of his death and thereby a greater sense of celebration for his resurrection. And so that's the spiritual discipline was more slowly and thoughtfully reading uh, the Gospels. There are so many others. Um, So friends, Lent isn't only about the fast. It's an invitation to take a short journey where you engage your spiritual imagination in the life and death of Jesus that you would know him better. There are many different things to fast throughout Lent. What are you giving up? There are many spiritual disciplines to embrace. What will you lean into this Lent? Let me leave you with a quote from 40 Days of Decrease. Lent is a much-needed mentor in an age obsessed with visible, measurable, manageable, and tweetable increase, for it invites us to walk with Jesus and His disciples through darker seasons that we would rather avoid. Grief, conflict, misunderstanding, betrayal, restriction, rejection, and pain. Then Easter leads us to celebration of salvation as the stunningly satisfying fruit of Jesus' sacred decrease. A thoughtful Lenten journey directly confronts our modern obsession with increase and introduces us to unexpected friends of spiritual formation. Thank you for listening to episode seven of the Emmaus Footnotes podcast. May you delight in God's word. May your roots be firmly planted in him and may your life bear fruit.